trapped a bunch of aging role-playing gamers in their homes, forcing them to crawl out of their pen and paper comfort zone and into the online world of virtual tabletops and video calls. To join them as they raise the curtain to share their stories, insights, and love all things geek. To grab your long sword and your plus one bottle of Viagra and get ready for another episode of Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast. That's a lot of syllables for one sentence. Hello and welcome to the Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast. I'm uh, Nathan and here's my co-host, Matt. Matt. And we're here with Christian and, and Carl, the writers of Death in Space, uh, part of the uh, uh, Stockholm Cartel. Uh, I don't know, initiative, roof, well, I don't know what you, what you want to call it, <laughs> but uh, uh, why don't you guys just uh, introduce yourselves and, and talk about a little bit what you did to bring this project to, to life. Just a quick intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Carl? Right. Uh, yeah, so I'm, a, of course, a role-playing game enthusiast since a long time, almost 20 years now, which is, of course, not a long time for some people, <laughs> but for me, it's mo- most of my life. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I guess I got started in kind of OSR games about 10 years ago, and then a couple of years ago, started talking to Christian about Death in Space, which he had kind of started writing mm. at that point. Uh, we started discussing basically every single thing about this game. And uh, from that point on, I think we just started writing and rewriting and iterating over and over uh, until we had the game that it's there today. Uh, yeah, otherwise... Uh, I actually have a PhD in physics, uh, so I've done some research on our universe um, some time ago, and today I work uh, as a data scientist. Yeah. And uh, me, Christian, I'm um, I'm the, uh, I guess, taking care of the design and uh, art part, even if uh, Carl is doing a lot of that too, uh, and writing. And I, uh, I also start started with the role-playing games. It feels like a long time ago, but I guess it's 30 years ago, something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a, had a break for 20 years, uh, something. Ooh. Well, I'm not sure, uh, you know, the math. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time but, uh, doesn't mean anymore. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I think I stopped that uh, when I was 13, uh, when, the, when I got my first computer. Um, mm. uh, and um, so, yeah, that's what I do. And I... When I don't do uh, Death in Space, I work with computer games. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's a little bit of crossover there. Yeah, I'm, sure. I think I do the same thing almost. Uh, I mean, making levels and maps and stuff like that. That's kind of interesting. So I, I have to ask, have you thought about porting the Death in Space <laughs> role-playing game into a, a, like a PC game? Well, <laughs> uh, I got a question once from uh, from a friend, uh, yeah. and it's, it sounds fun, but it's just so much work. Uh, um, and I like the part when you can actually just write something, and then it's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't have to do uh, graphics or coding or you know budgets and mm. all that stuff. All all those up here. Yeah. Uh, mm. Fair. It's a, um, it, 
so that, that's that's actually pretty cool just to hear back. So like Matt and I went to high school together and, and started gaming in high school and, you know, through us moving around the country and, and, and having other jobs, we've kind of always come back and, and uh, you know, now like so many years later, we're, <laughs> we're we've got this, this podcast that we've been doing for a little over a year now. And it's, it's been fun. Uh, it's fun talking to, to, to folks like you and, and getting to know, like how you got into this because it's, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's, like we write our own adventures, but but nothing like the whole design aspect. So we like to ask like a lot of design type stuff. So how did you? What, what was the influence for for Death in Space? Just let's, let's start off there. Uh, when I started writing it, I started as a, like a um, how to say it. I wanted to start write a bit more serious. Uh, so or make myself write at least. So I said to myself that I need to write 40 minutes every day uh, on my way to work. Uh, so the first 80 pages before Carl joined was on my mobile <laughs> on the train. <laughs> um, and uh, then um, Carl can join. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, and lots of movies and music. and. So uh, what kind of movies and music? Well, I guess it's the... Most obvious ones <laughs> with uh, Blade Runner and um, mm. Outland uh, with John Connery and um, and Prospect. Uh, yeah, I think Outland and Prospect are maybe not yeah. totally obvious for everyone. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm not sure if I'm familiar with Prospect, but uh, by Outland for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, both of those have been a great inspiration, I would say. Yeah, and 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 of course, being alone in the pandemic <laughs> is kind of helping. Yeah, uh, uh, so that's a that's a good scene setter for uh, being alone, trapped in space. Right, you can't go anywhere. Is yeah. uh, being trapped. Yeah. <laughs> right? uh, a different exactly. Yeah, yeah, trapped in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely feel just from um, a, a lot of the imagery. It's a lot of like a singular person. Out in space in a, you know, in an EVA suit. And it's not like a, there aren't a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, group party shots in, 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 in the uh, actual no. book itself. So it definitely evokes that that uh, uh, hmm. that feeling. But uh, yeah, so I was kind of just. I mean, I've I've read through it. I've already told Nathan. I think uh, we've got a few things for our show planned. But I I really like this setting and uh, I like this idea. I, I'm a sci-fi fan and I've played other science fiction uh, role-playing games, things from like the the Star Wars, Starfinder. Uh, Nathan ran us through a couple Aliens uh, thing. But I, I really like this approach of just like trying to keep things fixed. I had just read the, uh, the Coriolis books, and I, I thought that this also was like this sort of dark, I like the idea that the universe is uh, like nothing's new, everything's being fixed, it's kind of a, a more grim, um, not not shiny Star Trek. Everything's great in the future. So, I, I thought that's a cool design. Is that is that what you were looking for? Is that kind of what <laughs> stand just kind of stands out from sort of your your traditional maybe high science fiction sort of mm-hmm. stories? Yeah, definitely. I would say, yeah, uh, absolutely. Sort of gritty, dirty. Uh, not these sleek designed uh, spaceships uh, like you see in 
many sci-fi movies today, I think. Uh, so more this kind of uh, modular, dirty, lots of different weird uh, things uh, sticking out from the spaceship. Uh, you can basically, you should be able to see that it's put together from a lot of different uh, sources. So yeah, definitely uh, one of our goals, I would say. One of the first things when I uh, had read it, and actually you probably heard this in the interview with the guys from the uh, Heretic, the Morkborg, is as I opened up and started looking at the PDF of this book, it, I had read the Morkborg where it's very much art. Your rule book is also a piece of art. So I guess it's like you know art versus design, or maybe I don't, I'm not sure what the calculus is when you design this, but it's mm-hmm. definitely not like you know a lot of people want to make their rule books very efficient. Right, like the text is in the right place. This clearly had clearly the art and the way it's presented seemed to be very important to you. I, I'd mm. be curious your thoughts on that. The, um, something we do at least in uh, try to do in uh, computer games is to make everything balanced in a way, so uh, you have the right amount of design, uh, story, and uh, and and similar stuff like that. So we tried to do the same thing in the book with um, finding that nice balance between everything and and everything is important i mean uh, the text is important how it looks mm. is important the design is important it should all be also be kind of tied together uh, and if mm. it doesn't fit you should just at least our thoughts was you should just remove it from the book <laughs> mm. yeah. Um, yeah so that's what's considered kind of the design philosophy behind the yeah, I think it's uh, important to us how things look, of course. Uh, we wanted to kind of evoke a lot of uh, inspiration and ideas for uh, for gameplay, mainly. Uh, but also, as Christian says, we have thought about the, the actual text, where to place things, uh, what should be kind of written where, uh, how should we organize chapters, uh, the color coding, uh, sort of... Uh, functions of the layout. Uh, that's something we have discussed and thought a lot about as well. Um, and we get so, yeah, and also yeah. kind of this spread uh, spread uh, concept where you, you, the idea is that everything you you should uh, everything you need to find uh, about a certain topic should ideally fit in one spread. Mm. You can't always kind of make it in one spread, but that's right. the idea at least. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a, an important thing as well. Yeah. Now, before we get into like the some of the mechanic stuff, so that's that's really cool. Because so, uh, so going back to the art, like going through this, I got I've got the PDF that that freely uh, were kind of to, to give us. So so thank you freely. Um, <laughs> but but going through this, like basically you you. You want to go to the next page because you want to see you, you see the, the art and then you know, you've got the text and and you definitely you want to see what's on the next page and you're and you really uh, it does give you kind of a, a, a pretty good feeling of of the setting um, and, and you know, and some of the loneliness so um, so can you talk a bit about the setting like like the tenebrous system and and uh, uh, the cults and things like that, just to, so people can understand, like, you know, what does, what you know, what, where does your at least like, base setting take place and what's it about? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I usually do that for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this setting is uh, the Tenebris system, as you mentioned. So it's a stellar system somewhere in some universe. Uh, and uh, 
This is right now in the aftermath of a war that took place up until about 10 years ago. Uh, and this war was kind of the culmination of a, uh, a gem rush. So a rush for uh, mining of uh, valuable gems. Mm. These gems ha have kind of um, uh, important properties in technology and things like that. We actually don't go into much detail because we really feel like each group should define exactly the, the details there themselves. Uh, but anyway, there was this big war and this uh, system is kind of right now trying to rebuild after this war uh, that basically shattered the whole system. Uh, manufacturing stopped completely, more or less. Uh, and that's uh, one of the reasons why nothing is new and everything is just put together from, from old things. Uh, and... Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of uh, the starting point. And then recently people have kind of, uh, there, there are some rumors that there's something going on with the universe. Uh, it's kind of the expansion has reversed and we're kind of heading for the end of the universe. And in the midst of all this, there's also this uh, weird void that no one really knows anything about, but it seems to give people strange mutations and kind of uh, uh, you can hear it through through uh, the static of uh, technology and yeah it's uh, it's the weirdness somewhere in the static that you can't really understand uh, yeah so that's so, <laughs> kind of a very brief summary <laughs> yeah so um, there's a couple things about that so with the um Like the weirdness, like the mutations and mm -hmm. and the void, um, you know, static. I, I guess you could take that a few different ways. You could kind of lean into maybe a, more of a horror style game, mm -hmm. or just make it more kind of um, really just weird. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> just just stick stick to the weirdness and make it you know maybe not necessarily a, a malevolent thing, or or is it or, or did you want want it to really be more Of a malevolent type? No, I wouldn't say so. Actually, for us, uh, it's not necessarily like a, an, an evil thing. It's mm. uh, some weird concept that you don't really understand. And sometimes uh, the manifestations look like something bad or evil or what you want. But I wouldn't say that's really how we see it. Uh, I don't know how much we want to reveal either, but <laughs> well, you kind of, uh, now maybe I said too much, but okay, well, okay, well, <laughs> I think so, that's uh, probably interesting for people to know, I guess. Okay, so, yeah. so was your intention to like let let the people that, that play it kind of figure out on, your, on their, mm -hmm. uh, and define it themselves, or do you have like a plan for like future stuff to like re reveal more and more of your idea of what this uh, avoid we said too much <laughs> no but we we yeah. all you need kind of to have something um like a descriptions and background behind everything so you know what you what you're going to write but maybe we just don't write about that stuff but we use that as a springboard for what we want to write so we, yeah, yeah. Uh, i think we kind of implicitly might define it a bit more in future things we do but uh i actually feel confident in saying that It's not like we will give uh, an essay explaining exactly yeah, what this yeah. is. That's not really no. I, we will not do that. Wait, it's, it's not like a, <laughs> it's not like an OSR aesthetic to do that. No, really. exactly. Like, no. Yeah. 
Um, and and uh, space itself itself is kind of it's not evil, but it's harsh and kind of mm, yeah. It's it's uh, exactly. It doesn't want to kill you, but you, know, <laughs> it does. you will die. <laughs> <laughs> it, tr- it doesn't want to, but it tries to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfectly capable of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, well, in some ways, from I mean, even a horror or anything, sometimes just not knowing. Right. I mean, like, what is it like in like monster movies? Often the monster's more scary before they show it. Mm. Right. And so I think for me, from a horror, not not having it laid out, you know, oh, this is this and this is why it is keeping it just no one knows. It's just there waiting and it may be something good, maybe something bad. This is, I think, might be a pretty powerful. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you find that just in, in human nature generally is is like people are afraid of what they don't understand. So, <laughs> and I always uh, like that part more when in the beginning of the movie or a book or when um, hmm. the monster or the horror is not there. It's just a build up. Uh, I like that. Uh, that yeah, part. yeah. Uh, it's you know, it really sets sets a mood. Uh, yeah. I really like the concept of the Iron Ring. Like when, when I, like I first, like first saw it, I was thinking like kind of like the, uh, uh, was it uh, Larry Niven, the, the Ring World, and and all that the mm-hmm. universe. Um, but it's, it's definitely not that. But I, I like mm-hmm. the idea of, of a uh, so the, the the Iron Ring is is a, I guess kind of like a, a space station of of a conglomerate mm-hmm. of a whole bunch of other. Ships and debris wrapped around a, a, a mm. in a ring around a planet, and I, and I like that because you, you could uh, you could spend your whole campaign just in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely, you, like, you, you don't have to go exploring the, no, the rest. That's of the definitely one yeah. one of our goals. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, I guess there are quite many similar. Uh, ring worlds or like rings around planets and moons and stuff like that but uh, and the difference between ours and others I guess that's um, um, that is made of uh, debris and old spaceships and uh, mm. it's junk <laughs> going around the planet yeah. that's connected uh, in some places mm. uh, I so. mean in some ways it's not I, mean, I would say realistic like it's science fiction but yeah. I mean, just look at look at our atmosphere, right? <laughs> our atmosphere is filled with junk already right yeah, yeah. got all this stuff floating around uh trying to figure out how not to have it run into each other so we don't lose our <laughs> cell phones or whatever <laughs> so yeah having people like collectively no I, I thought that was really interesting and maybe that's something like we want to talk like so in this game you create a character Right, so you have a character, mm-hmm. but there's also your home base. Seems to be home, almost yeah. like a character itself. And I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys want to talk about this home base concept a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think we both kind of like that concept to have a central hub. Uh, I mean, in the literal sense of the word, uh, uh, to uh, uh, kind of join, have, have as a, a point that you can center your campaign around. In some sense. Uh, and uh, just a home base for the player characters that they can uh, develop during the campaign. That's an important thing to maybe start out with this hub not being that much defined. Uh, and uh, as the campaign goes on, the, the players, particularly the players, will kind of contribute and uh, add new modules maybe and modify and things will take place in this uh, hub uh, that will kind of 
develop how, how you see it uh, and make it more important to the players as well. And it's also so, something that connects yeah. connects all the other players together uh, to something that you own together. Yeah. Um, and it's like an extra character that you all can mm. uh, be part of. And, sure. and and there's sorry, and the type of hub you choose could mm. also affect the kind of game you have, correct? Mm. So yeah, there's like so more there's, than one kind of hub. Yeah, uh, either the space station or the uh, spaceship. So the spaceship, I, I would guess, is the more classic choice, uh, where you kind of have your own ship and move around in the system, uh, hoping from planet to planet. Uh, es- escaping like problems. <laughs> escaping problems, yeah. yeah. But on the station, uh, you can't expect, escape your problems in the same way. Uh, so that, I think, is you know more intended for a social campaign, uh, if you will, with uh, uh, maybe negotiating uh, uh, with other powerful people in your local area, in your local sector, in, on the ring, maybe. Uh, trying to kind of make your way to the top uh, of the hierarchy, I would say. And you can also see it as you, with a spacecraft, you are kind of seeking problems, you're kind of going after them. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, having a space station, they actually come to you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, big difference. I, I think when you're having your, um, you know, your session zero, when you're talking as GM, when you're talking with your players, you know, make sure they, Kind of know the difference, so if, mm. you know, and get them all on board to say, well, do you want a more social, political game? Uh, then maybe this this station type hub is is better suited for that. Mm. But if you want to go on adventure and 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 go find loot and 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 just see what's out there in, in the universe, then you know, of course, a spaceship. Um, mm. And because yeah. it's different, you know, di- there's all different kinds of players, and some players are going to gravitate. They they want to. You know, have something that that they can. Uh, they're going to take to some of the the, the build on, add on features, and and customizing. Uh, and some people aren't going to be interested in that, whether it's a spaceship or or, or a space station. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, that's it's pretty cool that that that's in there for those types of players that really like to uh, you know, customize and build a little you know, their own little fiefdom or or, or mm-hmm. whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, James I and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just want to go shoot stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but th- that's—I yeah. uh, mean—you always want some kind of um, contrast between everything. Uh, sometimes you just want to talk, and sometimes you want to just shoot stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and just getting the looking at the at the world, I, I could definitely see. You know, you could have like different types of societies in in like this ring. So you could have kind of the, you know, the the CD underworld, and then you could you, you could be on play this game for like a year, and then they say, well, well, you know what? There, there is actually a, another level that has mm-hmm. all the rich and powerful people that you never knew existed before. <laughs> so you could really do, uh, you know, just explore within that that type of uh, environment so uh, yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. Can, yeah i think we're opening uh, opening for having you know these derelict sectors on the ring that are mm-hmm. can contain whatever you want more or less yeah and if you think of the size that would be right mm-hmm. you know a person could spend their entire life and not yeah. walk around it 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> not, not to get across it, right? You know, so it, it is in itself, even though it's not space and traveling around, it's vast mm. to, to a human that's or to a person that's got to, you know, get from corridor to corridor. It's going to. Yeah, for me, it's kind of like a, a, a mega city in space. Mm. In some sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With some uh, in uninhabited places in between. And, yeah. 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 That to me definitely has like a Blade Runner type type feel uh, to it. That 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 mega city type idea. Maybe not um, mega city. Maybe that was the, the wrong word. But uh, <laughs> lots of small, yeah. lots of small cities. Uh, lots of small. Yeah, the sort of the cluster. Yeah, yeah, clusters. Yeah. With like the ever present, and almost has that same. Like I used to always get tense every time I'd watch movies about submarines. Mm-hmm. Right. It's this idea that you're in this place, you're walking yeah. around mm-hmm. and, but right outside the wall, mm-hmm. yeah. right? you can't, you can't, you know, cause if you're in a city, you go out into the park, you drive in the country, you know, yeah. this is not that you, yeah. there is a wall between you and death. And it's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're in a you're in a tin can or a, a lots of tin cans built together. Lots of tin cans, lots of tin cans, precariously attached to each other. Yeah. And yeah. A lot of could, welding and could, yeah. tape could, could drift off to uh, drift off at any time. Uh, and if the duct tape, you know, uh, <laughs> gets loose, then <laughs> and now you have a spaceship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. For, for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you talked about the void, but that actually has some game mechanic parts. So you've got like void points uh, that it seems to have a, a you know potentially good or bad uh, uh, you know effects or the consequences mm-hmm. for using them. Could you let us know a little bit about sort of the void points and how that works into play? Mm-hmm. Okay, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you get void points when you fail a roll. Um, so and you can uh, have max four uh, void points, and you can spend them on uh, activating a cosmic adv- uh, cosmic mutation or uh, for advantage uh, when you roll the next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's our kind of way to balance the game a bit uh, if you fail a lot, because sometimes you are kind of unlucky with the with the dice. It's kind of yeah, you roll you just roll bad. <laughs> so, and of, so you can use those void points the next time uh, uh, for do yeah for something important. Um, so, and if you use them, uh, there is a risk of you getting a uh, void corruption. Uh, so, you should kind of be careful how to use them also. Uh, and and it's it's nice also to have one void point because uh, our game is pretty deadly, and you can use that void point. Uh, uh, for your check, uh, last check before you die. Uh, oh, okay. So it's nice. So sort of like a death save or something. Mm, you can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we have a body check. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, a, we have a check before you die, uh, and you can use advantage on that check. So okay. the void points are pretty good for that. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the so the 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 system itself bears a lot of resistance. Resemblance to other OSR games like like, like Morkborg, and you do have uh, I know you, you do have an advantage systems where you can roll mm-hmm. you know two d twenty or disadvantage. And, and the new addition I I thought was pretty cool was the uh, risky attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt will attest is I like 
for my players to take as many risks as are available to them. Because <laughs> uh, I, I think failure can be be interesting and, and it's and it's very um I find it's very cinematic. Uh, mm-hmm. so uh, do you wanna describe uh, risky attacks to, for for our listeners and, and what what uh, mm-hmm. what your idea was behind that? Uh, I think it was it's a pretty simple mechanic uh, in some sense. Uh, so basically, you say that you want to make a risky attack, and then you roll to attack, uh, which is your usual d20 roll. Um, and if you succeed, you actually do some extra damage in the attack. Uh, but if you fail, uh, your opponent actually gets a counterattack, and uh, they also take over the choice of who will act next in this uh, combat round, which uh, ties in with the initiative system a bit. Mm. Which definitely we want to talk about because that's very different from other <laughs> systems. I, I would love. I, I was reading through it and I'm like, okay, I, I get it. I said, but but I, I could see. You know, I've seen ones where like I've seen games where like amongst the team you can kind of trade your initiatives back and forth. But not one where you're actually picking both you and the opponent. So yeah, I guess that kind of dovetails into this. What was your thoughts on maybe explain the initiative and how what you were thinking when you when you when you put that mechanic together? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can just say how it works. You can explain why it works like that. <laughs> so how it works is just that uh, you when you have done your actions you get to choose who will do the next one. And this can be either one on your side or on another side. Uh, and then you ask, but why would I choose someone on the other side? Well, the point is, if you're last in the round, you also get to choose who will start the next round. So uh, if you just leave your opponent until uh, the last part of the round, then uh, they can just choose themselves to start the next round. Mm. So they get uh, two actions in a row. So that's the uh, reason why you might want to avoid that. Uh. <laughs> and um, the the first time I tried a similar system, um, I we noticed how kind of smooth it was when we played. We didn't look at uh, initiative when people didn't hold their phones while uh, uh, during the combat, uh, and um, and every time I play games with an initiative system, I always forget who's next. So mm. um, the only thing I need to have in my mind when I do that is just have I acted yet or not? Uh, and then just uh, it kind of flows a bit better. So the first time I tried that similar systems, I, I kind of get hooked to to it and I couldn't, I, I wanted to use it for everything, <laughs> everything we played. <laughs> um, so it's a nice way also to, in a, in, it's a nice way to, do moves together so you can uh, tell your friend, okay, let's do this together. I'm going to use you as a springboard and jump on top of the this enemy and take it out uh, instead of having to wait a couple of rounds before you know it's the other person's turn. Uh, so now you can tie moves together. And I think all that stuff is coming from the old Marvel game uh, mm. when you're supposed to do stuff t- together. Yes. Um, I think yeah, that right. uses this uh, system, yeah. The phase rip. Uh, I actually don't know, but yeah. <laughs> it has been used before, at least. This, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. System. It's not something we invented. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's neat. Like, and it, it is. Like, uh, 
we we uh, like in this. So we did an actual play podcast too, and in, in in like the the episode we're we're releasing on uh, on Tuesday, I, I do a, the fastball special uh, with uh, the halfling in the group, um, where I, I throw him at a at a at a demon and and there is some coordination you have to do is not you know D is really not built for that you, you say well you know i go on on this initiative and you have to like you know you have to just not do anything until i i'm mm-hmm. ready and you lose your you know you lose your turn basically so yeah yeah think, so uh, it was kind of either this uh popcorn initiative as it's usually called or mm-hmm. just a simple uh, d6 role whoever gets highest Acts first, I think. Yeah, uh, group as a group. I mean, and so I think those were kind of the options for us, and then we went for this. Uh, yeah, and, and if, you com- if you combine this with that, you if you act first, you act first, then it's mm-hmm. starting to get <laughs> quite dangerous. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're you're initiating the uh, the whole risky situation. Like yeah, if, you, yeah. if nobody chooses to go first, then you, maybe you can talk your way out of it. But yeah. Yeah, if you once you choose violence, then <laughs> yeah. we, we wanted to have that feeling of when you when you have, when you're talking to someone and they are kind of reaching for the gun. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you want have to the roll loaded gun. Uh, <laughs> the loaded gun is lying there on the table. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so that's interesting. So it creates almost a narrative start of combat. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you're right, it's not like I want to hit him and then you roll and you get really low and you're like, well, I guess I'll hit him later. Yeah. You know? No, exactly. Yeah. No, if you say you hit him, then roll to attack. <laughs> yeah, and it's too like like I find us like um, any kind of you know more strict initiative systems. Just okay, all right, we're you know we're combat starting. Well, now now we have to stop and now everybody has mm. to roll initiative. And that takes a bit of, oh, you know, if you're especially doing it online, it's like, oh, roll twenty is not rolling the dice for me. And you know, so you're you're waiting, you know, you're about to start, and then it's like, okay, then you have to yeah. wait. Yeah. Right. Uh, There's a lot of editing that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it takes a lot of time. I I, I kinda love crunchy combat games. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we wanted something different that is a bit faster for this one. So you just when uh, when the when the combat starts, you just start. And it should at least when I play, um, it's maybe I'm. It's different for uh, Carl, but uh, I wanted to feel. I want combat and uh, the other stuff to feel the same. It's just uh, a bit more dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and we play a lot. Like we we're playing, uh, you know, Hero System, and we play GURPS sometimes. So we, you know, we definitely love love the crunch too. But it's uh, definitely nice. Like uh, you know. One read through, and you could pick this up. And mm-hmm. if you had, you know, half an idea for at least where to start, you could get going. And and character creation seems like pretty quick, and, and you do have some interesting decisions to make. Um, do, uh, actually, do you want to? Is there anything you want to say about the character creation and and your thoughts into like, uh, you know, what what makes character creation interesting for you? I guess one uh, one thing that is a bit interesting is that we try to we have some stuff in the in the book where we don't explain what it is, just have a word. Uh, so, yeah. and the players have to uh, mm. make up that stuff themselves. Uh, so, what like is this kind of? Yeah, the backgrounds and, uh, and trinkets mm. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So you have to kind of create your own story behind the behind the character, and it's a it's our way to. 
make players connect really fast to, to the to their character uh, when they make up. Yeah. Make up I actually stuff. find a lot of times then when players get they roll some kind of background and they're like, okay, I'm a gem archaeologist. What does that mean? And I'm like, uh, yeah, what does it mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they always, you know, get really committed and start uh, thinking about what, it, what that could mean. And uh, we kind of collectively start this defining what the, how the setting works uh, bit by bit. So that's, uh, I think, an important part of that. And also the, 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 the part with creating a hub is pretty short because we wanted mm. uh, players to actually build on top uh, of building their own hub uh, in the game uh, so they actually get a bit better connection to it instead of uh, in the beginning of the of the game so so yeah can, yeah yeah like, like we played the the newer um star wars game a few years ago and yeah you, know, you could pick your spaceship which was which was cool but of course there are you know these are the spaceships you can choose from, mm-hmm. and you want you know uh, A, B, or C, and, that, and this is you know you could really you could really do whatever design you want, and and uh, a, 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 you know start off with the, the basic attributes and go from there, and you could really you know you, you can really customize it and make your own just uh, just narratively. Is, I think totally the same fine. is for characters too. We, we've done a few games now recently where there's been a lot of random roles mm. in the character creation. And so we, we've talked to some folks and it was like, well, some people, they really want to design their character. Mm. They want to design it. They have a concept. Like I come to the table with a concept and I'm going to build that. What I have found with some of these um, game systems where there's a lot of randomization is that it actually... It, it it really gets your creative thought process going, right? Mm-hmm. That you make all these roles, and then from that, you have like out of those roles, a thing, a person begins to appear, right? And like you said about defining the uh, a gem, right? In our, mm-hmm. right? Allowing the players to fill those gaps. I think we've like for us, we've some of our richest characters have come out of that process of starting with some randomization and then allowing that to let us create something within that process. I, I don't know, Nathan, if you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's, and just looking at some of the stuff like the, in the uh, under character details in the looks area, uh, robotic hands uh, slash arms. Like how did you get those robotic arms and hands? Like, right. like what happened to you? Was it, was it, um, you know, in the war? What was it? Uh, were you working on, on a spaceship and something like it fell off its its skid and, and landed mm-hmm. on your arms? You know, you, you, there's a there's you could make up a, a really cool story w- with that stuff. And uh, and sometimes the players actually add stuff that you need to. Uh, they change the world. <laughs> in, the, in the beginning, <laughs> they they say, uh, "I do I did this and this in this company." Okay, so now I need to have that company. Uh, when, when yeah. play, okay, okay, so now we have that company existing. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's write that down. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that's and, true. Oh, I also the, really like this uh, randomized uh, characters a lot because you quickly get started and then you kind of define them through play rather than yeah. before play, uh, uh, which I find uh, very a lot of fun. And we also added if you don't want to roll, you can pick yourself, uh, yeah. just pick from the list, right? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I personally, I, I like there's people who will like the picking, and I think some of them might be like, like if you got a background for something, mm. maybe you want to pick your starting gear that matches your background, you know, whatever. But I've 
tend to, I like to throw uh, caution to the dice yeah. and uh, just see what happens. Yeah. And I think the, the best characters I had when I played is actually something you get one role and another, and they actually doesn't fit. <laughs> so you have to build that arc between. Uh, so yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. A, you can always make it fit. I mean, yeah, make, to make right. it sense some, somehow. Uh, so yeah, I, like I like that, that approach to to have uh, gaps that you need to fill in, and you can always fill it in somehow. Yeah, you just have to figure out how. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a whole creative writing yeah. process. Uh, kind of built in too. So, so yeah, it, not everybody's going to want to do it that way, mm-hmm. but, but I, I, I can see, you know, well, at least for us, that, uh, when you, you give a, a little bit of randomness in there, then, then you, you come up with a, like Matt said, just a really much more fleshed out character at the, at the end of it. And it doesn't really take that long to do. Um, uh, and no, that's another yeah. benefit. That yeah. <laughs> we can even uh, we have this uh, online character generator, which uh, just oh, okay. basically takes all the tables uh, and combines them. Uh, so, yeah, we should uh, we should advertise that one a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it looks really us. good. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, yes, send yeah. to us, and we'll, uh, we'll add it to the to the release. So. It's in the style of an old uh, BBS. So it's, uh, <laughs> oh, that's cool! Very retro uh, looking. Yeah, we're, uh, we're about yeah so then you just uh, do a you know single click of a button, and then you have all those uh, table entries there for you. And have you guys considered because you've got a whole henchman mechanic as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you have you ever thought of maybe doing the same thing for like just like a henchman generator? Uh, we haven't, but maybe we should. <laughs> now, now we have. <laughs> exactly. Well, what I mean, would you right, like I mean, for sure. the title? Yeah. We, uh, we can cut the part before and we can start now. And say, yeah. 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 So, hey, so, hey, guys, have you ever considered having a henchman generator? For of course. <laughs> it's in the works right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be cool, actually. That that page is one of my favorites, actually, because we uh, yeah we found some old uh, uh, how to describe it some uh, descriptions of like uh, what you have to pay for different kinds of uh, hazardous work uh, mm. and so on. So yeah, that was that was fun <laughs> <laughs> translating that to our game world. <laughs> like handling of hazardous materials. Okay, that one works straight away. Uh, <laughs> Hazard pays for long traveling. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, there wasn't too much cryo sleep in, in the, the real world, it turns <laughs> out. So we had to kind of make that up. Yeah. It's, uh, what is that show? I don't know. My father in law watches it. It's all about the people who haul things from one place to another. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and, you know, they, they go pick up like big oversized things and they have mm. to move them across country. That's, right, right. Right. That's yeah. just basically the same business model, right? They're, they're living yeah. out of their truck. They're, they're, yeah. you know. I think uh, Christian would love a, a campaign just uh, hauling things back and <laughs> yeah, forth. <laughs> uh, Space trucker. Yeah, I, That's right. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, um, I shouldn't say boring stuff, but yeah, I like when it's <laughs> slow and <laughs> more uh, you know, low key. Yeah, low key. Low Maybe key. that's low key. Uh, so I would definitely would like to play a a, a trucking thing uh, adventure, just going just, from A to uh, B. Everyday uh, life. Everyday life. What kind of yeah. music are you listening to? <laughs> yeah. <in the> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, given this, uh, the mechanic, something that sounds mundane, like I'm going to go pick up this and haul it from this planet to this planet. But one of the things I thought was interesting is that every single thing you've got has like a, uh, 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 is it like a repair rating or a condition rating? And so there's all these opportunities to introduce drama without space battles and alien invasions, right? Everything you've got could break. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, uh, in the spaceship things, there's like, um, what did I read? Something about, now it might be combat related, but like hazards that can happen or things can break. But regardless, everything's got a condition and everything could bust. So it might seem like a simple sort of story, but you could interject drama if your life support's got you know a hole in the line or something, or the you know the clamp that holds your uh, load breaks, and you've got to you know it's got to go recover it. So I think that's kind of a cool system if you want what you know if you're not looking for giant space battles and aliens invading, you could still have a really good and engaging story at a more mundane level. Mm. Absolutely, uh, um, the scenario could be about uh, getting a spare part for your engine. Yeah. Which is basically the plot of a Star Wars movie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, work for them, right? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we are top tier now. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, is, oh, no, I took it down. Uh, my, uh, I always have this, my Empire Strikes Back. Uh, uh, billboard behind me so I, um yeah i have my tie fighter up there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and, and i like that you um there's a lot of random tables and we talked about this with the uh pella and johan too we 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 like all the random tables as we because we both we, we we run a lot of the games with our friends so uh just for for game generation and coming coming up with ideas uh, uh especially like it you know, I could have a, like a kind of a a plot line arced out, but sometimes you need some some stuff between those big story arcs to kind of fill the gaps and mm. and, uh, and yeah, I I like that there's a lot of random tables in here to kind of help you come up with ideas for for you know a little bit of everything. Um, and we, we we tried very hard to put as much of our setting in the tables uh, mm-hmm. everywhere also. So so yeah. it feels so it, you you can almost understand the setting just reading the tables uh, mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, and the first table in the we have a table in the, in the when you open the book uh, you have a table uh, with equipment. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, there's some odd stuff on that equipment list. <laughs> well, the first, the first one, uh, fifty strange, mo- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, fifty strange marbles. Yeah. N- not explained. Classic just, one. <laughs> just, uh, just dropped it there in my in our you know in our hands. Like okay, uh, I have no idea what that is. Um, so yeah, that, that's right off the bat, uh, you, you start off a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's it's also f- it's fun making tables and fun rolling on tables and it's uh, f- fun using tables at least for me. Um, yeah. And I use them a lot, so we try to have as many tables as you need for in the beginning of a of when you start a game. Uh, so that's the kind of the amount of tables we need at least. Um, some mm. people maybe don't need any tables, and some people need more tables, but it's uh, it fits our our way to play at least. Mm. This is also one of those things that are that's easy to uh, make do once and add yes. as, uh, extra modules, for example. Yeah, 
One one question I've been kind of dying to ask too is is uh, with OSR games, there's a lot of people that uh, uh, love to make their own homebrew and mm. and they want to you know publish it and, and or or give it to the community. Do, do you have kind of guidelines for uh, aspiring death in space uh, uh, homebrewers or writers that, that want to publish their own materials? to uh as a companion uh depends on what you mean by guidelines we have a third-party license which is yeah. basically just saying you can publish stuff and charge for it as you wish as long as you don't use material from the book uh, or text from the book um so yeah that's uh, i guess a signal that uh, you know uh, make whatever you want Okay. Uh, <laughs> but in yeah, terms of guidelines, that, so. more than that, I guess I mean we have a couple of principles in the book, and uh, I guess the hope is that you kind of uh, understand the concept when when you read the game. Uh, but we have talked about having some uh, some points on the website. We just you know these are some uh, principles that we think are important. If you want to follow them, that's you know uh, up to you. But uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, help if you if you want to and and uh, we will probably don't uh, we'll try to make stuff that is not uh, that much um, that will not destroy your world in a way <laughs> no that's uh, absolutely yeah i right. think we want to try and make things quite uh, modular and uh, make it possible to plug in plug in everything into your own campaign mm -hmm. Maybe not exactly everything, but as a general principle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's great. That's I I love that kind of uh, you know you know here here's our playground and and mm. you know do what you want with it. Uh, try not to break it. Well, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe I have two guidelines. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, you know you don't have to do it on black. Uh, pages you can do white it's okay <laughs> <laughs> well, well now now hp and lexmark and all the printer manufacturers are, are, That's are right. yeah, exactly sponsored by hp yeah. <laughs> whoever makes the ink right yeah. 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 And you don't have to use our um, monospaced kind of uh, font typeface. Or typeface. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's horrible because it takes so much space in the book. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. so those are the principles to yeah. any writers out there. <laughs> Everything is yeah easy and yeah just do whatever you want. I think actually that's for me at least that's an important point. Like you bought the book, uh, you define your setting. Now, now this is kind of your version of the setting and mm -hmm. we don't try to pretend that we own this in any way i mean mm. we have released it out into the world and whatever people make of it it's up to them uh, have you have you seen any um fan generated content yet i know this mm. is fairly recent yeah. but people get, no, there are people get to work things. right away on this stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are uh, a few things uh, out there on itch.io for example yeah, we have a game jam going on right now uh, that people are making stuff uh, so there's a, a, a western death in space hack yeah that <laughs> one is really cool actually yeah. yeah it's kind of a space western even more space western than oh, yeah. firefly <laughs> which which would fit right because out uh, Outland is a remake of a western exactly yeah. Yeah. I think it's what high noon or yeah. something yeah. Or? Yes. yeah 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 yes and you Great can movie. see the, you can see the same inspiration in our first uh, start adventure also. 
Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, another famous Western movie. I think it's quite similar. Uh, Fistful of Dollars, right? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I will, that is really cool, actually, this Western. I think it's more like really Western and then some sci-fi elements in, in it. Uh, yeah. You know, like Star Wars is a fantasy that with, with space right. <laughs> sci-fi technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure of his real name, but, but McClintock, he made a, a virtual table foundry thing for us also. Uh, yeah, oh, nice. Okay. The so you can and some yeah. uh, some tables are in there. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan. I don't know if you guys have. I don't know if there what like communities where people get together, like Discord channels or whatever. Anything you'd like for us to put on uh, with the video, we can add it to the text that goes along with when we release this. Yeah, it's so and, yeah. we have because I know Discord. for some of the other games, we found like the the like the discords and the chats. Like, mm. Those have been super helpful, and the communities always seem to be really nice. Um, it, you know, exchange ideas and, and stuff that people add. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we have a Discord which is. Uh, uh, well, has some activity. Uh, it's it's yeah. It's you can yeah you can read it at least. <laughs> it's not just good text going all the time. <laughs> right. I'm, yeah, you're I'm, trying I'm to not, actually read what people say. Yeah. I'm not at, at all envious of Mercury uh, Discord. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I I hung out there for a few days and I'll, and I'll, I'll peek in there every once in a while. I was like uh, like 25 plus new messages. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they have some extremely active community members, which is really really cool. I yeah. Really, really. Uh, yeah, give them credit for having created this uh, community. Uh, yeah, yeah, and all yeah, the people yeah. in the community for yeah. also contributing to the community. Yeah, I, I I like how like for us like we start we all start with D and D, but but like life is too short just to play D and D, and I like that there's so many options now. There's just a hmm. whatever style of game that you want to play this week. You can find it. <laughs> you know, it's out yeah. there. Yeah, that, it's uh, rather the opposite problem. Like, what <laughs> yeah. are you going to choose out of all these uh, games? You, you can't. Uh, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> and I, I guess we made made it hard for ourselves. I mean, it took. I think this project took three years from the start uh, to finish, yeah. and it's waiting three years to to make a game you want to play. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> but yeah. we can imagine. But we played it uh, during the uh, yeah. when we did it also. So. Yes. So that's what I'm going to do for 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 yeah for the months coming now is just play Death in Space and make mm. some campaigns and stuff. Well, awesome. I'm glad you ha- glad you're going to have time to do it. That's that's awesome. Well, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> coming to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I, that's I, a I real want... drag. The, uh, the 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 real jobs are. Uh, <laughs> Like our own our real our daytime job, right? I mean, yeah. Nathan and I muse all the time that it would be great to just uh, you know do this yeah. and do what oh, we yeah. really you uh, know yeah. not uh, yeah. Now when uh, Death in Space is over, I kind of want to have a just a small break and be you know meet people again because <laughs> 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 uh, it takes time to you know uh, do a game. Mm. Yeah, and then there's all the you know the promotion stuff, which is which is I'm sure is 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 fun and everything. But but you know like you don't make games because you don't like games. You make games because you love games. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, 
Yeah, that's at some point, you, you kind of want to play those games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, any, any final notes from you guys that you guys want to tell your community or the people who don't know you yet? Well, we... Uh, it's, it can be hard to find, but we have a soundtrack that you can listen to uh, mm. now uh, before buying the game <laughs> or uh, looking at the game or uh, copying the game or stealing the game. Um, <laughs> uh, you can listen to the music um, and you can uh, create characters from on the homepage. Okay. Uh, on a, uh, you, I think you can find everything on our homepage, uh, deathinspace.com. Yeah. Um, so... I think the soundtrack is available in most streaming services. Uh, yeah. Spotify and... Yeah, for example. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Who, who did the soundtrack, by the way? Uh, it was uh, Solar Field was, did one song and then the Helium Kid Canon did, did the rest. Uh, okay. So it's, it's a really nice soundtrack. Uh, yeah, it's kind of combining some more atmospheric... Uh, Stuff with uh, some uh, more, uh, well, not so slow. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> but there's one song which is uh, like a TV commercial, I think. Uh, <laughs> which is kind of fun. And then, uh, yeah, some of them are a bit more, uh, with some more temp- up-tempo. Upbeat, and uh, yeah. yeah, and some of them are more slow, ambient. <laughs> Uh, I'm the audio nerd, so I, I like to get, make sure the, those musicians and, and whatnot get their get their mentions. I just did a quick yeah. search; it came right up yeah. on uh, Spotify. So yeah, whatever. I'm not sure other streaming services people use, but yeah, that was quick mm-hmm. to find. Yeah. And uh, so. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Solar Fields, so, so it was really nice to have him on board making a, okay. a song for the for the for the game. Yeah, uh, that song is really, really good, actually. Are, are, are they from, from uh, Sweden? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah both of them yeah. are yeah. from Sweden. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, other than that, do we have anything we want to say? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. Dunderhead. head. <laughs> Well, you yeah. must no, we're, we're just, uh, <laughs> I think we're both really happy that you know things are starting to happen. Uh, the game is out there, and uh, people are reading it, uh, yeah. talking about it, and that's just really, really nice to see. And uh, yeah, that's great. it's strange. kind of strange as well, yeah. but uh, yeah. <laughs> mostly, mostly nice. Mm. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, I think Victory, our friends at uh, Victory Condition Gaming, did an actual play ah, of it. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, we probably so, seen that one. Yeah. Doug. Um, well, th- oh, thanks, guys. Uh, Matt, do you have any any last any 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 final words, Matt? <laughs> any final? No, no. Before thank you you're for done. sitting down <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> tagline. That's it. That's We're right. cutting there. <laughs> thank you for your death in space. No. Uh, no, thanks for sitting down with us. Like I said, I, I've I've really enjoyed reading through it. I'm pretty excited. I, th- I think it sounds like a great game. I'm, I'm looking forward to either playing or running it sometime in the future. Uh, yeah, I think you should run it, Matt. I think. Yeah, I, I have a really, really, really mean scenario in my in my head for the players so I, I know you guys have life supports always working i don't know if that's going to be the- <laughs> so yeah no thank you thank you well thanks thanks guys i right. uh, appreciate uh, you spending so much time with us and enjoy your uh, evening i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. and i'll I'll, fit, and I'll go finish packing yeah so. right. <laughs> uh thanks everyone for watching or listening and we'll see you next time